Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. I hope you find yourself in the right frame of mind, focusing on the things within your control. So today's episode is about we're not supposed to be happy all the time. So for many of us, we're chasing a state of happiness where we're enjoying ourselves because it means that we're doing something right. When this happens, there's a tendency for a confidence to grow in our outlook, our perspective on the world becomes enhanced because it signals what is yet to come that we're looking forward to. Those emotions that we experience outlast the memories that created them. We'll take those past emotions and use them as a roadmap into situations that we're currently in, where we reference them on how things are going to play out. So if each time you go to a particular place that brings you happiness, let's say you go to a park because that's where you gather with your friends and family to spend time and have a cookout, you'll have a tendency to view that particular park and even other parks going forward as a place that brings you joy. And this can serve in the same way for emotions such as anger or fear. For someone else, a park could trigger fear. If they had a bad experience, maybe they got in an accident that leaves a lasting impression. In this case, parks will constantly be compared to what happened in the past. It's natural to want to avoid that physical place that reminds us of a hurtful or a uncomfortable experience because we want to keep that emotion that is associated with that memory away. And this might be done trying to get to that state of happiness. One thing to note, anything other than that state of happiness where it's not those things that brings us joy is not a bad thing. It's not that they're failures in any way, but they actually serve a purpose to get us to pay attention to. So it becomes about correcting or taking some sort of action towards the source of what invokes that emotion. In the case of a park being a bad memory, because of a particular accident that happened, to get over that, it's not simply to avoid parks in general, but to work your way through that experience so you can grasp what went on and you'll eventually find a way to move past that emotional state. When you're able to heal from a bad experience and grow from it, in general what happens is you're no longer controlled by past situations, so you can live more intently in the present in the moment, so you can better handle yourself and have better experiences based on what's occurring instead of what already occurred. So instead of just seeing parks as a bad experience because it's just an accident waiting to happen, you'll understand that the past was just a moment in time and that it's not going to dictate how you're going to experience things going forward. You can resolve what happened so you can operate with a more open mind. This shows us that we're not meant to be happy all the time. So those days or moments where you find yourself not happy, that's not a bad thing. You know, it's estimated that on average, each person has about 60 bad days a year. That's 16% of the year. This number can help condition our minds to be better acclimated to handling it when it comes, knowing that It's expected about five times a month. 
it transitions us from wanting to panic or become even more frustrated to understanding that, hey, it's just one of those days and I'll figure out a way to get through it. That it'll be over and can move on to a new day. When we're better prepared in whatever it is that we face, it gives us more confidence and a level of calm where we're more self-aware of what to do and what not to do in a responsive way instead of in a reactive way. And this takes away some of the power from the situation that we might be going through where instead of seeing it as this big, giant, scary thing, it now seems like it's not that bad or not as bad as originally anticipated. Think about when you experience something frustrating that you're anticipating. You could be ready for it or you could just give into it, which is not going to benefit you. So say you've experienced many flat tires before. Those past experiences are naturally going to prepare you to deal with it mentally. So going forward, you have a better chance of taking it in stride where you say, well, I got to do it again, instead of saying, damn, I got a flat tire. One thing to note about consistently being in a happy state is that too much of it can actually become boring, where things are consistently going well as you expected or going your way, then it desensitizes you to what brings you joy. It's important to experience a certain level of resistance that makes you feel challenged to sustain a certain level of feeling good over a long period of time. So if you find that things are just too easy or are just kind of always going your way, find something that's hard because if you don't, you mentally become weak. And then when setbacks and failures occur, it becomes so much more difficult to deal with. That feeling of disappointment is unfamiliar that causes a panic because of too much happiness. When things provide very little to no challenge, it does not develop your grit or your resourcefulness, so it conditions ones for things to be easy. Eventually, we all will experience hardships, and the earlier we experience it, the better it can be handled when it arises. It's almost like the smoother things go in the beginning, the less sustainable it becomes, because that junkyard dog has not yet been developed, which in this reference means being able to thrive in many environments. What makes junkyard dogs impressive is their great qualities, such as their adaptability, their toughness, resilience, and their ability to handle many different situations effectively. That's what adversity does for you. It brings out your inner junkyard dog, so it's not just fight whenever feel threatened, but it's about being able to assess things that are going on and adapt to them. Without experiencing that turmoil, the risk is you stay a puppy, constantly needing protection, making it much harder to thrive on your own and in many different situations. Another thing to understand about needing to be happy all the time is that it's correlated to experiencing the release of dopamine. The more you experience the release of it, the more you deplete the levels of it that require so much more just to feel like you once did. It's almost like there's a finite number to use and manage to sustain yourself over the long term. You got to use it when necessary and use discretion when you're going to experience it. So it's about managing your happiness, 
Not every day needs to be happy. And obviously, not every moment is going to be happy. So those bad, difficult, boring moments are actually building up that reservoir of dopamine or happiness that you can really enjoy. Generally, when you experience the release of dopamine, especially with something that's very euphoric, naturally there's a falling off or letdown period where shortly after there's a bit of the feeling of what's next or like something's missing where maybe you might even feel sad. This is where that good feeling state needs time to recuperate. So as you experience happiness, you're also experiencing the release of dopamine. Experiencing too much of it in a short period of time is going to deplete your sensation of feeling good. So it's about managing it. Think about when you work out or just work in general. It can feel good to get what you want done, but then over a period of time, you're going to need a level of rest so you can feel and and be rejuvenated the next time you're ready to go at it. If not, there's the likelihood of the quality of your work or your workout suffering because burnout eventually is going to occur. Come to think of happiness in that same way, where experiencing too much of it might be desensitizing you to all the little things that make life meaningful. So if you were to have your favorite food every day, you would eventually get bored of it. But if you have your favorite food on occasion, each time you have it, you'll enjoy it that much more because you've been deprived of it for a certain period of time. And then that anticipation of it makes you look forward and savor it when you do have it. This is not to say that if you're consistently in a happy state that you need to look for something that derails you from it. But in those times that you're having a bad day or feeling bored, instead of trying to chase happiness, let yourself experience what you're feeling. Process what you're going through instead of trying to immediately replace it with something that gives you instant satisfaction. And when you do things that you really enjoy, make it a priority to actually take a break from it so it doesn't become dull, like that favorite food you have if you were to have it every day. So if you enjoy playing video games or watching movies or, or playing a particular sport, take a break from it so you can get back to a longing state for it where you give yourself just enough time off that it makes you want to get back to what you once did. It's about managing that fire you have, that enthusiasm for what you're really passionate about. This helps to ensure that you can sustain that level of looking forward to things over a long period of time. So when you do take some time away from the things that you enjoy, you don't have to do anything that's miserable, but maybe it's something that is new or boring. So if you like playing video games, maybe you want to start reading a bit more or using that time to learn how to cook different things. This gets your mind in a different mode where you're actively thinking and taking initiative for something that is not your favorite thing to do. This develops discipline that's going to benefit you later down the line. Eventually, you become comfortable not needing to be in a happy state consistently, being able to embrace the mundane things that make it possible for all the necessary things to be taken care of. And in this state, your mind has the ability to wander where you can come up with great ideas, figuring out solutions to problems that you're facing, or just making things better. When we experience that monotony, it's almost like 
you become a little disconnected to reach that type of thinking to be free where the restrictions of what is occurring are not limiting all the things that are possible. Where the outside world might think, it's crazy, and even you might think it, but in this state, all options are on the table. Imagination is not bound to the realm of reality because reality is limited to what is known, while imagination is immense and vast that gives way to new and better ways of doing things. And this is part of what gives way to creativity because it's not just through happiness where it comes from, but through a state of boredom or a state of being anxious. It's nice to be entertained, but too much of it can make you fatigued instead of recharged. Give yourself that downtime to be in silence as this allows you to become centered and your focus is sharpened. This gets you back to the basics, understanding what is really important. We need to be able to experience all those other different emotions outside of what makes us happy so we can make significant progress in who we are and what we do. Growth comes from when we're challenged and struggling only to overcome the thing or the situation that we're facing. And a lot of the time, the progress that is made is not always going to be in an upward trend. Sometimes you're going to take those downturns, those step backwards to help you reflect what needs to be done better. That is not the time to feel sorry for yourself, but it's a chance to develop your resiliency to keep at it. Growth is hard where you have to experience resistance. It doesn't mean that it gets easier. It just means that you get better. And eventually you become so conditioned to it that you almost crave things needing to be hard. Eventually you become so conditioned to it that you almost crave things needing to be hard. That you need to be challenged so you can push past to new heights. So while we like to experience that state of happiness... Being able to experience all those other emotions outside of that is what's going to give us the opportunity to better ourselves. When we're satisfied, we're content with how things are going, and we're more likely to do the same thing to remain there. We're not pushing outside of our circle of comfort. Some might say that you're either growing or you're dying, and if you consistently stay in the same state, there's a greater likelihood of receding because as we know, change is inevitable. So when we stay the same, change eventually catches up to us that makes us left behind. And this is where one tends to be in that survival mode, just trying to do enough to get by. Always trying to be in that happy state is going to sucker you into wanting to do the same thing over and over again. And it's probably going to set up for a higher level of disappointment. Happiness is not a state that you can grasp like your pillow but it's almost like a wave that you ride. Sometimes that wave is big and strong that invigorates you. And other times, there's no waves. It's just flat. And that's where the boringness comes in. Or even those strong negative emotions. All those other states outside of happiness is going to get you to act. To do something right now. It's what lights a fire underneath you to get you to pay attention. So come to embrace everything outside of what brings you joy because it's going to help further develop your patience and your resiliency to not need to be entertained or in that state of pleasure all the time. It's knowing that the dry spells that you go through are necessary 
so you can further enjoy all the little things. When we forget that, there's a tendency to become numb to what we should be thankful for. How many of us really come to stop and say, wow, I'm breathing on my own. I'm able to walk. I'm able to talk. I'm able to do so many different things. Typically, we're only aware of how fortunate we are when something has been taken away from us or that we're no longer able to do a particular thing. If you ever had a broken leg or a time where you couldn't walk or use your arm for a period of time, there's more likelihood of longing to get back to that ability to do so. Where you actually think about all the little things that get overlooked instead of being seduced into chasing the next big and great thing. That want to consistently be entertained makes us devalue what we have because when we have it, it loses some of that aura. It's when boredom settles in. One thing of note is that on average, we experience about 131 born days, which is about 36% of the year being bored. Boring typically is seen as a bad thing because it makes things uninteresting or unmotivating and can give a sense of emptiness. But there are many benefits to being bored. One of those is that it's repetitive, so this means consistency. You can rely on it. Think of many companies that are boring, like Walmart or Old Dominion Freight Line that provides trucking service that transports many goods. Or if you think of the company like Procter & Gamble that makes many personal care essentials. These companies are extremely reliable that allow us to live a life where the necessities are taken care of. How many of us really get excited about going to Walmart and buying products such as toothpaste that's made from Procter & Gamble? And do we come to think about, I wonder how all this was transported here to my local Walmart. At one point, as these companies were growing, it was exciting at first to be able to buy things at relatively low prices and having the convenience of many staple items close to us. But then over time, they blended into our daily lives and they've become almost unappealing. Except that boredom is an ally as it's going to help you just recharge in general and tap into your creativeness. Use that time to just reminisce about all the great memories that you were afforded. It can make you happy and sad at the same time as it invokes feelings of joy, but also can be a bit sad because those memories might be hard to replicate going forward. This is great as it helps you experience mixed emotions that are counter to each other, that makes you more stable in the face of what is complex. You know, this is very important to be able to handle as you're more likely to move forward with some sort of action when you're experiencing things that are conflicting as opposed to just sitting on your hands when you should be doing something about it. Take, for example, if you know or see a friend or a loved one doing things that are detrimental to themselves. It might be natural to want to avoid having an uncomfortable conversation as they may be defensive about it and will probably direct that anger or resentment at you. By you experiencing conflicting emotions, you're better prepared to go forward with having that conversation with them and understand that that defensiveness, that anger is not so much at you, but it's just that survival mechanism 
trying to ward off what they deem as a threat, which is the conversation. And this can be the difference in how well you experience your life. We're all faced with many difficult choices and constantly being in that state of happiness makes it very hard to go forward with those decisions that are not clear cut. But when you're able to go through an array of emotions, an array of experiences, you're equipped to at least make these decisions as opposed to just hoping by doing nothing that it's going to go your way. Most of the time, by doing nothing means you get what's left over. What makes choices difficult is what you're experiencing emotionally and what you're thinking are in opposition of each other. This is where we might give that time to think things over if you've been through something often. You're familiar with what to look for, identifying why you should go with a particular option or why you shouldn't. Knowing how to use your thoughts and your feelings to make a good decision or at least a decision. But if you rarely experience this, then there's a likelihood of not giving enough thought and this is going to lead to confusion. This could lead you to make decisions on what is the most comfortable, but what's the most comfortable may limit you. This is a side that tends to not get talked about enough, where it's not just getting to that state of happiness, but being able to handle all those emotions that we experience. Sometimes you have to go through the ugly stuff to get to all the good stuff. So when you're feeling down or confused or or frustrated about what you're going through, this can be an opportunity to further develop yourself where you're acclimated to those states and it's not scary or it turns you off, but it's understanding that the moment that you're in is waking you up to something that needs your attention. As you've heard me say, just keeping it in your head makes it bigger than what it actually might be. So a great coping mechanism is to just write it out and you actually give yourself distance from it. Look back on it a day or two later, and you might have a different perspective. Maybe it is as big as you thought, or it might have been bigger, or maybe all you needed was a little time away from it to get back to a level state of mind. So as you go through your journey in life, make sure to be present in what you're going through. And it's not just those happy times, but also those uncomfortable times, those difficult moments so you can effectively process what you're going through. It can be painful to acknowledge what it is that you're facing, but over the long term, you become better for it because you become mentally stronger and your confidence is going to grow. You'll be able to reflect on how well you handle things before, and if you haven't, you learn from it so you can be better going forward. It's about acclimating yourself to all the different feelings that you're dealing with. The next time you find yourself in the mood where you're just not happy, maybe you're bored or frustrated, you don't feel like talking, know that that's actually a healthy response to what you're going through. If somebody asks you, hey, what's wrong? Not every little thing needs to be dissected or corrected to get to a state of being happy. Now, if it happens for a long period of time where you're going several weeks going into a down state, then opening up about it is going to be really helpful for you. Come to embrace all the things that you experience from the highs and the lows 
as this is going to help you be more composed and you have greater perspective on how to better handle what you're going through. Knowing that it's not all about being happy or chasing happiness gives you a more balanced frame of mind. There's going to be some times where you're just going through periods of drought, not feeling happy, and then other times where you might be on an extended ride of enjoyment. Focus your energy on how you're going to handle yourself in whatever situations you come across. Not putting an excessive emphasis on the things that give you pleasure and not excessive emphasis on avoiding the things that hurt or are uncomfortable. Where it's about being able to handle things as they come because you're at peace with the way you conduct yourself. This outlook gives you a big picture perspective so you can navigate through the forest without getting lost in the trees. Where instead of dwelling on the small things, you can remind yourself what it is that you're aiming for. Sometimes a moment can cloud how you think or feel that your life is what you're going through right now. But once you take the time to see the grand scheme of your life, you'll realize that it was just a moment in time and really you go through different phases, some bad, some good, some even better than what you thought. You'll better be able to work through the complexities and find that you are a fluid state. The more you try to fight the resistance of whatever it is that you're going through, the harder you make it on yourself. Bruce Lee points out that the stiffest tree is the most easily cracked, while the bamboo or willow survives by bending with the wind. Be willing to bend when needed. Trying to force yourself to be happy will just bring about frustration and can possibly break your spirit. All the other emotions are allies, getting you to focus on the source of what's causing you pain or discomfort. So make sure to pay attention and take action. Treat the problem, not the symptom. And you'll have greater peace in how you handle yourself. It's about finding the optimal amount of happiness and managing it to stay balanced. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource to help you build the right mindset so you can live to thrive. All right, until next time. 